Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I currently serve as the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And, of course, our purpose in the SALTCast and the work at SALT is to help leaders to strengthen them in their role as a leader within the church, but as well to help them be equipped with tools that will prepare them and help the next generation get ready to serve in this role as a leader. And today, again, we have David Henniger who is with us, and David's background is in the area of counseling, not only in education, but as well in expertise in his, his experience in working with congregations, and he currently serves as an instructor here at the Sunset International Bible Institute, teaching both in the undergrad level as well as teaching in the master's program. So welcome. Glad to be back with you. I appreciate you being here and appreciate you taking time to, to help us, really, mm -hmm. in an area that can be very confusing, sure. conflicting, and uh, and yet one so needed in the church. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, I'd like for you to start off by walking us through a little bit about what counseling means to you specifically, and how do you see that as being complementary to the role of a leader? Yeah, so, okay, so counseling to me, uh, this is, it's been important in my life, uh, partly because I've needed counsel in my life, and I think that we all have, and this is this is a big way that I view it, is that uh, we're all going to have hurts and hang-ups, sure. uh, and we're going to have problems in a relationship. Uh, we're all, if we're honest with ourselves, going to have times of uh, great depression and anxiety and struggle with a sin in particular. And there have been times that I've gone uh, back to some of uh, my my favorite instructors, the ones that I really uh, trusted uh, and have taught me a lot and said, listen, I've got a problem here. And I, I, I have something that I need help with. And just the gentle way that they walked alongside of me mm. and uh, helped me to think about things differently. In a sense, it's like um, uh, it's, it's like coaching in a sense uh, to me anyway, that uh, that I have somebody that that can help me to think about things differently, that can help me to uh, to frame instances of my life differently. And that's what I want to be for other people. And I think that's what uh, uh, how I would view. Uh, and hopefully I, I embody that as a counselor. But that's how I would view a, a good counselor is that somebody that would walk alongside that person to help them to think about things differently and to maybe try some different things that they haven't thought about so that they can improve uh, their relationships um, and things inside of themselves. Sure. Uh, so, but as far as a, a leadership role is concerned, it is invaluable. Uh, I, I work in the missions department as well. And one of the big things that we do is we do team formation stuff. Mm. And uh, I use a lot of those skills and a lot of those things to help people in their communication and the different things that they have going on personally and interpersonally uh, that would that would challenge and maybe uh, be a stressor inside of the idea of team. Uh, so as far as that's concerned, especially I, I, I need to be up on my game a little bit sure. uh, and make sure that I'm, I'm helping uh, individuals uh, and team come together. And that's a big part of just what counseling is, I think, in leadership is making sure that that a person's or people's relationships are working right together. Uh, and sometimes you come across things that are uh, just a, a personal issue with somebody uh, that you can walk alongside them to 
to help them to think about just life differently because their hang up is, is getting in the way of just life in general. Yeah. Well, you, you introduced something there that I think is very interesting. I'd like to explore a little bit if you're sure. okay. And when you're working with teams in, in a missional context, yeah. okay, from a domestic standpoint, I think it would ha have a certain look when we think about counseling and leadership, but explore a little bit, if you would, and discuss the concept of these teams, if they go into a another country and they're looking at a foreign context yeah. and how counseling would help them, not just in their interpersonal relationships, but in a in a missional context. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is a this is a huge issue uh, because uh, as as a North American, if let's say that I'm going to to somewhere in Africa, let's Uganda and uh, I don't know anything about the culture or the people in Uganda. And I step into that context without having addressed some major things inside of myself. Mm. That's uh, that has the tendency to uh, to really hold up a mirror to me and to uh, to make me shine, not in good ways to other right. people if I haven't addressed those things. So if I'm uh, if if I'm coming into that that new cultural context, uh, and uh, I'm trying to to be a light to the world for God. And I think that they're doing everything wrong because of cultural differences. Um, there are some there are some things that need to be addressed inside of me. So part of that is going to be in cultural training, but also part of it's going to be in, in training an individual or teams and teams of how do you deal with anxiety? Uh, because it's going to be there uh, and it's going to, to show itself. And, it, and if you don't find good ways of dealing with it now, because it's going to be an anxiety that you haven't ever really uh, explored until you're really in that new context. Right. Um, so if, if you don't recognize uh, how you're going to deal with that anxiety and what it's going to do to your communication styles and how you're going to be dealing with other individuals, then uh there's there have been and there will continue to be uh, real issues on the mission field without uh, somebody to to counsel and to move people into into that better way of thinking of things okay so as you think as you as you identify this idea of anxiety mm -hmm. i want to talk about that just a moment sure. because there are a number of different areas when we biblically we think about the idea of anxiety and how that we're not to be anxious that yeah. kind of thing and and yet we have so many different stressors in our life, so many factors that bring up stress. Yeah. How does that play a part of working with those teams and understanding how to recognize that stress when it comes and not to allow it to become a level of anxiety that creates the need for uh, future counseling or to just work on those areas within themselves. Yeah. I, I'm using that term a little bit, probably more broadly than I should anxiety. Uh, that's just the, the feeling of that, that stress, that little ball inside okay. of you that, that kind of moves you away from things. And yeah, I think that we're, we're told not to be anxious in anything, but the reality of it is that, that I can give parts of myself over to God, uh, and in, in healthier ways, uh, than, than others. But, but sometimes there's, there's that peace that comes inside of me that, uh, not peace like <laughs> the peace that passes under, right. but that part that comes inside of me uh -huh. that, uh, that I don't know how to do the next thing because this mm. is making me uncomfortable. Right. Uh, so, but I think dealing uh, with both of those things is, is an important thing. Uh, and sometimes we can get truly anxious over things uh, that we shouldn't and can't find a way out of that. So we need to 
we need we need people around us to to point us in the right direction. But then there's just the the stress and that uncomfortable nature of of how then do I work through this? I'm ready to I'm ready to set it aside. I, I'm giving it over to God, but uh, that's not. It's not always relieving the fact that something is uncomfortable and unnatural for me. Uh, so I need to figure out ways of, of doing things uh, better in those. I think I've gotten away from your question a little bit. Well, not too much, though, because, you know, you, you touch on this idea of <clears throat> let go, let God. Sure. And that's just not an easy thing to do. No, not and always. Being sure. able to help people recognize that from uh, an internal standpoint, especially when they're dealing with areas in regards to mission work, because yeah. it does create such a cultural anxiety yeah. because of the difference, especially coming from a very affluent uh, culture to one that is certainly a developing nation. Yeah. But uh, let's do move into another area in regards to the way that ethics and ethical mm. uh, procedures factor into the idea of counseling and, and what role that plays as a part of it. Sure. Uh, so there's a couple of different ways of looking at this. Uh, one is that uh, as, as, a, as a lay counselor, um, there's not much that's required of an individual. Uh, as far as ethical stuff, like an ethical standard legally that you're supposed to um, to uh, apply to yourself. Uh, and I think that's dangerous, mm. honestly, because I think that we need to have a little bit of a standard of what we're going to do. Sure. Um, there's uh, a law in most states now, it's called the pastor penitent, uh, that allows uh, an individual uh, to be counseled by somebody that is seen as a religious leader. Uh, and that religious leader does not have to disclose anything at any time for any reason. So somebody comes in and they say, you know what, I killed this guy yesterday. Mm. And then it's your uh, it's your decision whether or not to report that as uh, I think that that's dangerous. I think it is. Uh, every time that I come into a counseling session, I want things uh, for me and an individual to be uh, for them to be comfortable enough to tell me uh, the, the deep things that are going on inside of them so that we have a chance to work on things. Right. Uh, but I hold the standard uh, that uh, that most counselors uh, hold um, that are just in secular practice. And that's uh, a duty report on four different things. Uh, if, uh, uh, if you're intending to injure yourself, if you're intending to injure another person, if a minor has been injured or uh, an elder that's in primary care of somebody has been injured, or if I'm subpoenaed by a court for any reason, uh, then I have a duty to report that. But with that, all the same, uh, I want to make sure that that they understand that beyond those four things, they have freedom to talk to me and it's going to stay inside of this room. So that's one part of the ethical okay. uh, thing that we're talking about. Uh, another issue that comes up uh, ethically that I think needs to be addressed is that um, what do you do when uh, when I'm a male and you're a female? This person is a female. Right. How do I deal with that boundary? Uh, and there's a number of different ways of doing it. Uh, you know, sometimes even here at SIB, I find that uh, we have some some great uh, women pastoral type counselors, uh, biblical uh, in nature that, that can address some of the the needs of these younger women. Uh, and it's not it's not about. I mean, it could be about uh, a, a male female attraction, but. When I go into a closed room uh, behind closed doors with any individual, I have to be careful 
and protect myself and them from anything that might come out as an accusation. Uh, and so I need to be able to protect myself and them sure. uh, from those things. So, uh, you know, sometimes uh, a room with a window in it. Sometimes I just let them know that I'm recording a conversation. Uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, I just leave the door cracked open uh, and uh, make sure that things are, are dealt with in that way. So I want to figure out what it means to have confidentiality. I want to know what it means to have boundaries uh, between uh, my, uh, my female counterparts uh, that I might be counseling sure. uh, and vice versa. If, uh, um, if, if a female is a counselor, I don't want to necessarily just give carte blanche to um, right. the fact that I can close the door and, and have uh, just hour long counseling sessions with a male. Um, you know, and uh, another big part of this, and, and I, I, I recognize this inside of myself. Um, several years ago, I was counseling inside of um, a congregation and I just heard all of the problems and all of the issues. And uh, I, I felt like I knew 85% of the darkness that was going on in, mm. inside of a specific congregation. And it was a hurt inside of me. I, I thought, man, this whole congregation is just messed up. And I didn't know what to do with that. And that's what we call in counseling transferences. I'm, I'm taking on personally a lot of the hurts and difficulties inside of that uh, inside of those relationships. Uh, and so I had to come to a place uh, just with me personally to say, you know what, uh, I either have to get out of ministry and doing this right here, or I can love them, including these things. And it was a big moment for me. Uh, but that's, I, I say all that to say that there's, there's a, a guard that I need to put up. And it's hard to describe uh, because it looks different, I think, for different individuals. But I need to be able to pull back to some degree and figure out what that looks like so that I'm not taking home uh, the stuff that I'm hearing. Because sometimes it's super negative and hard sure. uh, and, and very dark and sinful. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't want to have that, even though I, I know that I'm not doing those things. It's just it's a hurt. Uh, because I want to get inside of this person's life. Um, so, again, uh, you know, confidentiality, male, female. And then how do I distance myself uh, from uh, from the situations, not necessarily from the person, but the situations that right. are going on? So those are three big ethical issues, I think, that need to be addressed inside of anybody that's going to engage in sitting down and uh, trying to help people move through things and into into better things. And there's a whole host of others, but I think those are right. three big ones. That well, especially when we're thinking about congregational settings yeah. and leaders who are involved in that. Yeah. Well, again, time has slipped by us pretty okay. quick. Wonderful. But uh, I, I really appreciate uh, your time. But more importantly, I think the practical side of the advice that you're sharing is super helpful. And uh, in our next session, we'll, I've got an area that I really want us to explore a little more deeply in connection to uh, the ethical aspect of what we've been talking about right. that you've been sharing. But I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and always appreciate the time that they take to listen. And I know that the information is very valuable to them. And so I encourage you to listen to our next session as we'll talk further about this idea of, of leadership and how counseling plays a part of that. But thanks for tuning in today. And David, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me.